podcast. I'm your host, Rada Nelia, and today I have a very special guest, Alana Star Shamel. She is a clinical hypnotherapist, a writer, a researcher, and a mystic soul servicer, which I love that. Um, today we're going to be continuing our show, Deprogrammed, and in this discussion, we're going to talk all about the mother wound, specifically how it affects men in their relationships. Um, so welcome, Alana. Good morning. I'm so glad <laughs> to be back on. I love, I love this, um, having discussions that are deep and meaningful. So hello. Hello. You know, yeah, we talked a little bit earlier, you know, about this and, um, you know, what it truly means for men when they carry the mother wound and, and how we can have compassion, you know, as, as the wound is collectively, I think, you know, it's starting to surface so that we can see it. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it's been, I've been seeing it for a long time. I've seen it in myself. Mm -hmm. I often, you know, used to think that it was a, just something that happened on a smaller scale inside individual homes. But the more we learn that um, it's a wound collectively um, for men and women, but mm -hmm. when the women are lacking the connection of the divine mother and the cosmic mother and our wound is distorted, then we're definitely going to project on the men and we're definitely going to see it more so with mothers and children or their sons. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and that's, and as they grow up, they start having this, and it's not just the mother, it's not just that, but it's what the industry and what entertainment industry and what all these different agendas and programs are doing to distort the men's view of women. Mm -hmm. So, and it goes back to, we call it mother wars because mother, ma'at, mother, matter, um, the one who births, whether it's, you know, mm -hmm. whether she births now or later in the future, that womb is still there. And so mm -hmm. it's that connection with the womb that is um, in need of attention and care. Mm. So true. So beautiful. In my healing practice, like sometimes the work I do will be going back into back to the time when the when the adult now was in the womb of the mother. You know, um, if a mother has trauma or in any way, shape or form, or is very upset, or maybe she's having discordance, or maybe she's, you know, doing this all alone and fighting to have this baby. Um, the, you know, the fetus gets all of that information, it can feel the pain of the mother. Um, and so it's interesting how like when, when we shift that energy and clear that out so much opens up, but it's never like the, you know, the mother's fault because she's going through this. Like women go through so much. It's such a huge endeavor to have a, to have a baby grow in your womb and to carry that child and to deal with life. And some women have like a nine to five and maybe they don't have that support. You know what I mean? Yes. Because the agenda in the, in, you know, ages ago when it, really started distorting the patterns of the what we call the gender wars between the, the male and female um these wars that set in uh, were raging so strongly that it broke up a lot of homes you know a lot of mm -hmm. there wasn't a sense of like i mean there's some good homes you know there's some people that mm -hmm. have it together and but for the most part a lot of there's a lot of distortions between the man and the woman and i think that's really purposeful mm -hmm. it's definitely now more noticeable and purposeful when you watch movies and there's so many that are out to really destroy how men view women and mm -hmm. um, and how women view men and and it really it goes and, you know I like how you mentioned the womb you know what happens when you're in the womb 
and the mother does take on things and it goes back to our first our first session we had discussing deprogramming and trauma-based mind control because one of the ways to create a trauma-based victim is to either a separate them from a significant parent at a young age um Uh it's also to mess with the mom so much that she births a child that's in trauma already because they're easily they're more easily Uh controlled um Uh it also is uh to um i I can't remember the the other one but there's so many different things that they do to create a mind control victim and Uh sometimes they will purposely you can delay the um have the baby come early or super delayed those things cause distress Uh and that creates more of a um a separation in the personality of the child before it's even born um it's really interesting but it it does go back to the collective cosmic mother wound because we haven't really discussed fully in any of the religious schools or anything as i was growing up i never learned about the mother where was the mother in all of this and (laughs) i mean my mother my mother i had a big uh healing to go through within the structure of my understanding of mother and mm-hmm. it, it does go back to mother earth and the destru- the destruction that's been caused to her and the I, I feel like the purposeful miscommunication and covering up of our divine mother and mm-hmm. she speaks through me a lot and through a lot, of, a lot of other women that I know including you and so it's she's definitely asking for attention. Yeah, yeah. There's a need for this deep healing, but it's a it, like you said, it's a collective healing, and it it has like the trickle effect where when when a mother is wounded or when she's not, a lot of women haven't gotten what they needed because when you distort the masculine, when you distort the feminine and they come together, it becomes a distorted relationship. And then they create babies, and that baby turns into a child, and that child turns into a, an adult who, who feels distorted too. And perhaps um, I've come across a lot of men in my practice um, that are very angry at their mothers, and they have resentments. But the interesting part is, like, it was such a hidden belief system um, that we had to do like a lot of digging because it was like going in circles. Like they, it showed up in not having the relationships they wanted or um, it showed up as distorted energy towards the feminine in general, you know, uh, prejudice towards women in some way, shape or form. Of course, these are all very unconscious and, um, and, but there, there's an interesting thing, like when a man feels like he didn't get the love he needed from his mom, perhaps sometimes I've seen like mothers who marry their sons and what that means, it doesn't have to be like a marriage or a sexual relationship, but when she's not getting the emotional support from the primary masculine, the father, um, then she will have to turn to her son and seek emotional connection with him so she bonds with him emotionally and and maybe cries to him or he's like the shoulder she leans on but then he grows up resenting the feminine as like a burden um the opposite of that too is like when they don't get when the mom gives a lot of too much love and it's like over bonding 
and they do everything for them. And sometimes it's too much. And then when they finally get in a relationship mm-hmm. with a woman who's wounded, they don't know how to help her and they don't know how to understand no. because the mom did everything for them. And mm-hmm. they don't know, they look at everything as like, kind of like a nagging kind of thing because it's like they're, mm-hmm. they're, th- they're thinking of that nurturing na- nagging instead of the love that a woman can teach you, the wisdom that she can share with mm-hmm. you because women have wisdom Men have wisdom too, mm-hmm. but it's a different type of wisdom. And I think that because they think they got it from their mom, that the woman they're with has nothing to teach them. And, um, and yeah. sometimes it takes a while for the woman to really know how to teach the man because they're not taught to transmute what they're supposed to from a man because the woman's body is like that temple, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, as a man's, a man's I, I want to make sure that I'm being clear that there's no, I'm not saying that men are any less important. Actually, I'm saying the opposite of that, um, that we have, we both have divine purposes. Mm-hmm. And when there is gender wars and when there's agendas to eliminate women or to mm-hmm. distort the men's perception of women and their ability um, to heal the man or heal the world, there's so much distortion mm-hmm. being taught throughout the music and entertainment industry, whether it be just for the sake of entertainment or for more concerning reasons. I'm here to share, you know, the insight of the possible agendas that ruin sacred relationships um, mm-hmm. that could otherwise be healing for the world. It, yeah, it's really time where we we really start to face these wounds because at the end of the day, it, it's just wasting so much time and energy spinning our wheels, you know, and I think people, they want good, healthy relationships. They want to be happy, right? And so it's very hard when you're running on unconscious programs and you don't even know, I think so many people don't even know like what their unconscious is acting out. And I think people, that's why people are sometimes not conscious when they're in a relationship. It's all unconscious patterns. And a lot of the time it's the feminine who's, who may be angry at her father and the masculine who may be angry at his mother or something of that nature. Um, there's many variables, but like playing out this uh, this scenario in which they're just they're just acting it all out. They're acting out the wounds because there's an unconscious energy. Because you know when you go into any relationship, it's gonna mirror. It's gonna bring up all of your stuff, and and we go we go to the places where we're wounded right away, um, or we get triggered right away. So. It's such an interesting thing. Yes. There's a reason deeper um, that goes back to those gender wars. And when I see gender wars, I'm coming at it with compassion, not with an angry tone of like, Mm -hmm. these wars are going on. No, I'm like, I'm so past that understanding to this deeper compassion that is in my soul that is, it feels so deeply for the wounds that are here and Mm -hmm. it goes back to the covering up of the great mother and the cosmic Mm -hmm. wound and the I would say the blasphemy against it because it is the holy spirit it is that energy of that's been I mean I almost feel like the mother may have did it to us on purpose for us to really learn Mm -hmm. um, something here because she's here she's here with Mm -hmm. us she's always here and so is the father the energy of our divine heavenly parents of our, our creators is always here but it's like they see it, they see everything and they're watching what's going on and i wonder to myself like is this really just a test for us to truly finally come to the understanding of our divine unions of our divinity and 
um, just looking back and at all my research and it's coming to this pivotal point of, of literally like waking up in our dream here mm-hmm. and That's such fully, a great phase. and yeah and fully seeing that and <clears throat> yeah it's pretty deep you know it's so multi-layered because it's so true the feminine has been um totally eliminated in in, in throughout history and especially through religious texts you know she has been eliminated but ironically uh, you go back and, and look and a lot of the temples that were the feminine priestess temples where they were they were the keepers and the holders of this um, of, of this text knowledge and information you know um, and I've had past life regressions where I w- I've been there and I've been run out of the temples Th- these temples have been literally you know crushed like they tore them down um, then they would literally build a church on top of it and she's really been cut out of the equation. Um, and there's many reasons because when you cut the feminine energy, the divine mother energy off from the system, what happens is there becomes a leak. There's a, there's a leak in energy. And uh, it really, you start to lose your, your course, your way. Without the divine mother, you can't, your navigation is set off. And you can see that like in a lot of the things that we have, in, in this modern time, like we're, they're really pushing the agenda of like robotics and pushing us to get intimate with, you know, um, to get, to get with a program. Right. But it has nothing to do with the divinity of the, of the true mother, the true mother. If we had that essence, we're, we're sort of, it's like missing a vitamin. It's like missing a, um, an essential nutrient. And so we're hungry, starving, you know, for something else. And so that's where they can easily push the robotics or any other agenda in which um, is causing, going to cause more harm to the psyche because tr- begets more trauma, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. How, do you feel, how do you feel that, um, you know, how do you feel that the... <laughs> that this lack of the divine mother and through history is now showing up at, in the collective. Um, it's showing up because if you look at basically like all the movies that are being created and backed up, you mentioned this before about how people only want to back up movies that are horror that are with horrors in it. And um, how do I think it's affecting, how do I think it's showing up now? It's showing up more so in movies and as um, entertainment, you know, if it's just people being creative and they're designing movies and creating things and that's just their spirit, that should tell you something. That's actually worse than people creating it consciously. If people are constantly making movies unconsciously about the threatening of our freedom, the threatening of our, our ability to be human, um, the threatening our, of our ability to choose what we want and, and our ability to wake up at our own pace and not be bombarded with um things that are are literally like they're just they're just hard they're hardening of the soul and hardening Mm -hmm. of the heart and it shows up in these kind of movies uh for instance fahrenheit 451 i've always talked about how i found it interesting why my school chose to show me movies and books like logan's run 
and Fahrenheit 451 and uh, mm-hmm. like Lord, Lord of the Flies and things like this. This is all projected predictive programming. They're conditioning us for something. And when I say they, you know, I'm tired of being asked who I think they are. I don't know. Obviously, I'm not that powerful enough to know. Um, but I definitely see a pattern here within within the history. Um, and it's a, it goes by also shows like A Handmaid's Tale and um, Black Mirror. These And it's like these robotic women and the replacing of women. And, mm-hmm. you know, the truth is that they will never, ever be able to replace the role of a woman. And no matter what they do, the men will always hunger for that energy yeah. of the Divine Mother. Because when, with your, when you're with the Divine Mother, actually, everything becomes lighter. Everything mm-hmm. becomes more playful. Everything becomes mm-hmm. more intimate and divine. And, you know, I think these men are, 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 t- are experiencing bad understandings of women because they're interacting with women who are materialists. They're into materialism and mm-hmm. they don't have their values in, a, in, a, in alignment. But once you really fully connect and have an experience, you can't go back from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really I mean, I think there, there's something so true about that. I think that, you know, like mm-hmm. a woman, it's her, it's her true divine nature to lead mm-hmm. a man to his, you know, his spirituality, you know, and not just to be like a seductress like if a woman is just leading a man to his lower chakras and that's the extent of it there's nothing there there's nothing there if a if a woman can lead a man up to to his divinity and i think that's really her purpose because the divine feminine is an inspiration she's a mother she's she's a lover she is the enrichment and the embodiment of the sacred feminine and you can see how much you know men are craving this and i think it's because they're not getting it and they're actually they're not looking in the right direction either because they're you know everyone we're, we're so trained to see like the desire what's desirable for a woman is her to be like um I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. All you have to do is look on Instagram to figure that out. But I mean, you know, it's just based on like, are you hot? Are you not? Is your body what I want or not? But it's not like, you know, the ancient goddess is depicted as very overweight and plump. Mm -hmm. Um, And that primordial womb that the breast, like if you look at the way everything's Mm -hmm. built, it's all built and aimed at the sexual organs, the sexuality of the woman. And that that's Mm -hmm. distorted in itself. Yes. Um, yes. I wanted to really, just really quickly, like, talk about, um, I've been learning from, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Brother Sanchez, but I just started listening to his stuff uh, about two or three weeks ago. And, um, you know, it doesn't take me much to catch on to who's got really real keys to knowledge and who's doing right things with it. And I really enjoyed listening to his stuff. And he talks about the connection between the word. um, And I already saw this because I was given a revelation before because I work with um, Hathor. Hathor, um, ancient goddess of toning and music. And she's the, the goddess depicted with the, the cow ears. And mm-hmm. um, he reminded me of the same holy cow and, um, and, and also the, the great mother Ma'at. And if we look at the words mother, Ma'at, matter, um, we say in, like in information, Ma, in for, inside, mm-hmm. inside what, what for, Ma, Ma'at, mother, manifestation, and, and shun is form of something, right? Mm-hmm. Perception, um, everything with the shun at the end. But going back to holy cow and this distortion of the mother, it goes back that far. 
of and even if you look at Kali, California, Kali, Kali, mm-hmm. and she's got the she's the mother with her tongue out and and anger mm-hmm. because she doesn't care. And Brother Sanchez points this out really well that. And he's an African-American man, so it really warms my heart to hear him speak this way, to say that the mother, the great mother, does not care what color skin you have. When she comes back mm-hmm. with rage and anger mm-hmm. because her people, her children are not being divine, they're not acting in their mm-hmm. divineness, they're not doing the proper thing um, with their power. And so everyone thinks they yeah. can hide from this, but, you know, she sees everything and but the holy cow goes back to that Hathor and the holy cow and the the mother's milk the breast um and it's like just the way they depict things and it's like right under our noses but only still so culturally divided it's beautiful and I love that you brought the goddesses up and that's really why a lot of the work I do is with the goddesses and bringing her back bringing her forth and I Kali and Ma'at are two of the 11 goddess activations um, because Ma'at is, she's about, she's a personification of truth, justice, and cosmic order. Yes. And, you know, we've gotten so out of divine order because we've let, we've sort of let this happen and it's time to really balance things back out, you know, because in order for us to, go down the path that we were meant to go, you know, um, we need to balance things out. Of course, we have different timelines and people are choosing, they're choosing their different timelines. If people want to go down the robotic timeline or go, you know, they can be met with, but they, there, there will be no divine mother. They're being met with the artificial goddess. And that's really what they're promoting, like with the Sophia, you know, Sophia, that robot. Oh, but that's so funny uh, that they took Sophia, the robot, when really it's Sophia, wisdom, Christ consciousness. The Sophia. Yeah, exactly. She's not a robot. She's not a robot. All. They do that with ISIS and the terrorist groups. Like they do that with yes. everything. Like ISIS, uh, you know, they take words that are like very sacred and they switch them around. Like and so we are confused. Yeah. So when we go to look it up online, we don't find anything but the exactly. trash that they filled it with. But that's because we've been living in an inverted they create invert inversion so everything is backwards everything is twisted you know even the swastika yep exactly <laughs> it's so yeah, funny yeah. these people are so unoriginal sorry to say but you guys have no originality like literally swastika it's 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 an indian you know ancient indian symbol why are you taking an ancient indian symbol and using it for prejudice you know Think about it. They just twisted it a little bit. But if you look up the true swastika, um, it's a very spiritual symbol. Uh, it's an ancient symbol, and and it's definitely not. Um, it's definitely not. The roots come from India. They don't come from the Nazis. They're once again, they're not original. They don't know how to be original. They're copycats. So they take everything good and invert it and create negativity from it. Isis is a divine goddess, you know? And so it's like they couldn't come up with their own words or their own symbols. They take, that's, it's so funny how they use all these quote unquote symbolisms. And it's like, get out of life. Like, can't you guys make up your own original symbols? Do you have to steal ancient, you know, symbols that have nothing to do? I actually did a whole paper on this and I just read it the other day. Um, I wrote a blog on it. And it's the reason why they took it is because it actually means victory. And mm-hmm. um, the true meaning of it, it's actually like um, understanding how the directions work and uh, these sacred energies. And when you use the swastika the proper way, you actually like are 
it's so divine. And so they, they take these things to distort them. It, it goes th- that far back. And <clears throat> I'm even thinking that these people, these ancient beings, these people that were distorting things knew the information about the goddess in the primordial womb. And that's when they're oh, making yeah, of false course wounds. They did. Yeah. So they, so they'll steer you as far from it as possible, but it's, but it's nobody's job, but your own to really, to decide that this is enough. Like, no one can tell you, you, you know, I think individuals have to make a conscious decision. Like either you're going to be led down a path or you, you need to choose your path. Um, and it has to be a conscious choice. I think a lot of people are exhausted and tired and they work a lot and they don't want to think for themselves. You know, they actually want to be led. Um, and, and so it, it's up to the individual. It really is. But I mean, either way, um, right now is an incredible opportunity to start using your own free will to, to start thinking about things and maybe looking at things. It's literally an opportunity because every 26,000 years we get this opportunity and you can choose to jump on this opportunity where there is this um, process that we're, we are evolving and it's not an artificial evolving. It's, it's a very natural, organic evolving the more artificial aspects you bring in, the harder it is to make that quantum leap. That is, it's like a, it's a gateway that is literally opening and all of that heaviness from all the artificial technology can hold you back. What do you have to say about that? The artificial can, um, intelligence can hold us back from our true potential. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah, because you know, we're going through a gateway where there's a lot of light codes coming in. There's a lot of um, incredible, this is an opportunity for people to make a quantum leap into sort of a new, a new earth. Right. And so um, if you're bogged down with, with all of this old stuff, it's, it's going to be very hard to make that. Yeah. We have to make space. We're like, we're like uh, modern day smartphones in order for us to fully get, the full um, download, we have to release things in our smartphone, right? We have to delete things in our consciousness too. It's the same way. And I definitely think that we can't stop it. Um, I think that evolution is beautiful, especially of technology. It's definitely sped up, but I always know that they're always 15 to 10 years, 10 to 15 years ahead of us, if even more or less. Um, Because, you know, time is only measured by great events, really. So in my opinion... And I, um, mm-hmm. I think that it's going to happen regardless. We have to become really aware because the technology and the roboticism is going to come anyway. Um, so we have to learn how to, who we are in the, in the process of this. Who are we? And what are we going to do with all that free time? Are we going to become more lazy and more oblivious? Or are we going to become, we're going to use this technology to, in, to enlighten ourselves while we have a chance? Because, you know, I'm, I don't want to be... A movies are making me think that they're aiming in that direction to take away our rights again and you know there's always some type of threat somewhere and at what point do we look at it like it's entertainment or or what's going on you know like Mm -hmm. they're they're also you know conditioned kids in school by the the test they're giving them and the profiling so I believe it's a beautiful thing for them to really experiment with us in a way on our abilities and what we can do but I also believe in this divine um, cover up um, because I have a lot of mystical experiences that I know for sure man has nothing to do with mm-hmm. um, and my my physical body can never even you know know completely what that is but 
they are definitely have been taking sacred things and turning them and distorting them. And the ideas are pretty huge. So it just comes back to sovereignty. And I think, I think sovereignty is just such an important thing right now. And I mean, that's why like, you know, for me personally, I'm not worshiping technology like these other people. I'm, I'm really going back to the earth. I'm looking right now, I'm standing outside, looking at the mountain, hearing the rustle and the breeze. And, um, and I'm looking at nature. I'm looking to nature to find the truth because nature is truth. Um, we are natural organic matter beings. And I don't think I want to give that up, you know, um it is important to to make conscious choices but of course everyone has a right to make their own choice in the end there's really no wrong because people will make the choices that their soul needs to make they're gonna do what they need to do but it just makes you're gonna have to go through the cycle a lot longer (laughs) that's all i have to say (laughs) um you know so it is it is up to free will um anyhow do you have any last thoughts before we and the show? I mean, we're just, every time we just get started, I feel like it's time to go. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just want to say that, you know, when we started the show, we started talking about the, the man and the child and the, the mother and the mother wound. And just to clarify, mother wound is in regards to women in general with the masculine. And I think that it has to, it does tie back in, keep, the, keep these thoughts together that a balance is a mother's job and when the world is imbalanced it's good to look at the distortions between the the men and women and sometimes they are purposeful and just be aware of what you're projecting and what you're feeling when it comes to the when you're having disagreements with a woman you know Mm -hmm. when fights come about what where are the distortions coming in what's really projection what's what am I really feeling? Mm-hmm. It's energy, emotion. What's my emotions telling me? And mm-hmm. um, it's just important to be aware of those things and to allow the mother in your life, to allow this intimacy, this, this you know, compassion, mercy, understanding, justice come through because, you know, we really need the men to be more aware and... I know that there's a lot of things out there that is really distracting and, you know, women are, are learning how to be more free with their body and we're putting more stuff on Instagram and Facebook and we do kind of want attention and, and it's beautiful to the body's a beautiful thing. We should never think that it's horrible to see a woman's body, but mm-hmm. just know that not every woman is doing it for the right reasons and not every mm-hmm. woman is doing it for the wrong reasons. So just mm-hmm. to keep an open True. mind and when you see, you know, pay attention to the spirit behind things. Discern yeah, the spirit, so and also know that if you're attracting women who are are materialist that way, what are you projecting out? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, there's so many different things. I can go on for a little bit longer for this because I definitely have a lot to share. Um, you know, in regards to the feminine, and yeah, it's all beautiful. Just be aware of your feelings, be aware of your the spirit behind things, and um. And this is a message I'd like to share with men who are listening is that, you know, I know you've been taught that it's not masculine, masculine, it's not manly to have emotions, to have feelings, to be in touch with who you are, that your job is to go out and conquer the world. But I just want to say that, you know, your, your true power, your true essence lies inside of you and your ability to feel, to know who you are 
to be in touch with your heart. And I know how challenging it's been in this world for you to function as a man who fully embodies his feelings and emotions because of the way that the world has been coming at you and the way that it's been designed. And I just want to encourage you to step more into your heart, as scary as that may seem. I promise you that everything you ever want is in your heart. And the more that you come back into your heart, the more that you can manifest what you truly want in this world. It goes hand in hand. And so I just want to send out so much love to the masculine right now. I know that just like the feminine, you've been attacked, you've been wounded deeply. And I understand there's a huge wound. And I understand that a lot of you men have been running from that. But I also want to tell you that it takes so much strength and so much courage to stop and just be with what's in your heart. And that when you unlock the key to your heart, everything that you ever wanted is inside of there. It may be a little bit painful at first, but if you work through it, wow, I think you'll understand what true power means. So I just wanted to say that to you, men. I'm, we're definitely supporting you, sending you love, and know that we, the feminine, really do want to see your progress. We want to see you happy, fulfilled, and really on your path and your purpose and we and not driving you crazy you know yeah we, we don't want <laughs> to drive, drive you crazy, crazy. <laughs> we, we just... don't want to drive you crazy we want to drive we want to drive you to your divinity <laughs> yes we want to get to that point you know where you guys can see these you know there is a lot of, there is a lot of men who are seeing it I've, I've seen a lot of men who are really there too so that's really great just to witness them and their and their sacredness and mm. to know that it exists just I want everybody mm-hmm. to know they have an option you know mm-hmm. they have an option to be in their divine flow and not and not abuse it so beautiful so beautiful so we're both sending you guys out so much love thank you so much Alana for coming on for another conversation thanks for listening everyone for and me. tune in we'll, we'll be back soon infinite much love bye